What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of SSPN Player Previews. And today, we're talking about a dude who is named to the sophomores to watch list, Ethan. I don't know if you saw that today. Mm. Ethan, uh, I was about to say Ethan, excuse me. Ethan should be watched. ESPN (laughs) dropped their NBA sophomores to watch uh, list for this season. And take a guess which two Spurs were on it. Malachi Branham and Jeremy <laughs> Sohan. I like that. I like I like the cross eye. You really had to think about that one. That was a tough one. That was a big ask right there. It was huge, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, today we're talking about Malachi. Um, mm. I honestly, I didn't even look into the article. I just saw a tweet and it was like a picture of Malachi and Jeremy. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Because yeah. with the seasons they had last year, it makes sense. It's a reason why Malachi, you know, we're not doing everybody on the roster. We're not giving them a player preview. But Malachi earned one mm-hmm. after his rookie season, Ethan. Um, so we could talk about some of the overall stuff, but I don't want to get too off topic here. Let's just jump into his strengths. What were some of the things that you saw last season that impressed you and that you feel confident about going into this year? Well, similarly to many of our players, he improved drastically, Jude, from game one to game 82. Eerily similarly to how he improved from game one to game whatever, March Madness, back when he played at Ohio right. State. Um, he came in with some certain deficiencies, like his his th- shot was very flat. He looked lost at times. But by the end of the year, he had become one of our best primary ball handlers. He could really take the ball off, off of screens or in ISO situations, create for himself and for others, especially when guys like Trey Jones were out with injury. He really had to step up and play point guard at times. Um, he, he developed his three-point shot to have a little bit more arc and became a very capable spot-up three-point shooter as well as coming off of screens uh, and taking some th- uh, three-point shots from that perspective. Um, so offensively, he, he's a three-level scorer already, Jude, and I think we can expect that from him going into next season as the six-man, I think. We don't really know what the rotation will be, <laughs> but we are assuming he will be that spark plug off the bench, primary ball handler to get his buckets as well as create for others. Um, that's by far and away his greatest strength. It's, it feels like he's already at a veteran level as far as getting to his spots. Yeah. I mean, really, Ethan, uh, the, the three things I had written down are the three things or are just things you all talked to or you talked about in different ways. I wrote down shooting, shot creation, and then ball handling and playmaking. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I had more like to go off of there, but he's a solid combo guard. Um, there's a reason why he was a projected lottery pick. I'll get into that a little bit later, um, but he kind of proved that throughout this season. And and as you alluded to a little bit earlier, Ethan, I mean, it was just the way he came along was eerily similar to how he came along at Ohio State. We've mentioned that probably like 20 plus times yeah. <laughs> on this channel at this point, but it, it's just so true. Um, I wish I had more to add there, but it's it's just like you said, he came in, and he already knew how to get to his spots. And his shot didn't look terrible. It was just a little bit flat. Got a little bit more arc under it. Then it started to fall in like butter. That's what it felt like, at least. Yep. Um, and, you know, you can go look. I don't know what his... L- let me go see what his three-point percentage is. I'm sure it's like 30% or something. But it's it's way like... <laughs> I think it's higher than that, actually. Okay, good. Because it's like I, mid-30s. Okay. Because of... I don't know who... I feel like... I'm not trying to go too off topic here. I feel like I can't remember the exact example, but I feel like I've seen some slander on his shooting. Mm. And 
I'm just like, this is where once again, I'm just like stats aren't everything. Okay. Yeah. So this season he shot, uh, all splits 30.2%. So he did only shoot 30%, but it's like, you've got to take it. Exactly. It doesn't feel like that when you watch the games. Right. And it's probably because as we talked about one, he wasn't playing as consistently at the beginning of the season. And I can't believe I just exited out there because I should have pulled up to see exactly how many games he played. Um, but I'm sure a little bit of it has to do with the shooting struggles at the beginning of the season and then coming on with a bigger role um, as the season progressed. Um, and I would say that he was still more consistent in the mid-range. Um, but I mean, <laughs> like, unless you're like coming in like Corey Kispert or something, like most rookies who are combo guards are going to be more consistent with their mid-range jumpers than their three-point jumpers coming into the league especially coming from college basketball so i mean i don't i don't have any long story short i don't have any concerns about malachi's three-point shooting or his shooting at all in general um and like i said or like i was saying earlier the way that it progressed throughout the season um it was very encouraging because it had nothing to do with his getting to his spots it was just the ball going through the hoop and once that started happening I really didn't have much criticism for Malachi offensively. And just to temper any potential comments that may come our way, Jude, based on that that take that you just had there, for anyone that's trying to that's going to compare him to Lonnie Walker and how maybe early on we thought Lonnie's jump shot would come along and it never really found its consistency, there's a huge difference here between their style. I would agree. Lonnie was not nearly as capable at creating his own shot in the mid-range, coming off of screens as a ball handler. Um, and I would even say IQ offensively is just completely different players. Lonnie was more of a finisher, uh, a slasher that masqueraded as as a shot creator. And sure, we were all bamboozled to some extent. Like both of us thought that he would elevate his game to a higher level than he eventually did. Um, but I think Malachi is just a completely different situation. You know, we mentioned it early in the year, I believe, Ethan, or maybe not early in the year, but it was at some point this season <laughs> that Malachi is kind of everything like Lonnie wasn't. <laughs> you yeah. know? And even when you're making that comparison, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm like, it's, they're similar in a sense that like, Lonnie was explosive enough to get to similar spots, but he would just never execute. <laughs> and yes. Malachi is less explosive than Lonnie, but he's more skilled and learned to execute, you know, in, in the first season. Agreed. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that he's completely down on execution. He's a 20-year-old player in the NBA. But we saw a significant improvement in execution from Malachi throughout last season. And I think we're forgetting a little bit of the time that he spent in Austin mm -hmm. as well. And I did get it down. He played 66 total games. So I believe that the, the first half of that season, there were a little bit of struggles. But then I think also be, a, after that, I don't – he – he played in Austin less than Blake did, but he still ha had a little stint there. I don't think Jeremy went at all, but but no. Malachi did. And it's very important to remember, like we like we've both said, he improved drastically. Like it wasn't just like a like a slight bump. Like he right. went from borderline unplayable to one of the better players on the court, like top three players at times on the court for us. Well, and you know we've mentioned this throughout the year. He became it was like other than Devin, it was like obvious he was probably the best shot creator on yeah. the team. And when you think about how much Devin didn't play this season, mm -hmm. there were a lot of times where I mean he was if you needed something with six seconds left on the shot clock, 
I mean, you, Malachi was going to be your best bet overall. And, you yep. know, I talk a, a lot about how much I love Kelvin and how he gets too much hate. But I will say right here, this is an example where Malachi's, you know, already a little bit ahead of him on that. Agreed. Agreed. But let's talk about some of the things that he can improve on, Ethan. And it's just going to be the other side of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a lot of it has to do, I, I wrote defense. Okay, I do have one offensive thing. I said finishing at the rim and just mm-hmm. being a little bit more attacking. But both of these things tie into just adding muscle and physicality. It's literally just his physical development as an NBA player. Like, he's not going to be, like, I'm, I'm putting finishing at the rim and being more attacking, like, Yes, you'd like to see slight improvements, but because he's not like fully grown into his body yet and he won't be for another like three years, I'm not expecting that to happen, you know, right now necessarily. Like it's going to take a little bit for his frame to fill out, Um, but would like to see some incremental improvements there. And and the other point is it's just also going to be an overtime thing because it, it takes time to to put on muscle. And then defensively, he doesn't have a bad base at all. It's just you know, we got to pick something here and, and that's where he could improve, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, like, like the other part will just come from time and consistency playing with the rotational players. Like even when he did get heavy minutes last year, it wasn't always with the full line. Right. There were guys out all the time. Devin only played 45 games, like having a full off season playing with these guys, understanding rotations, it, everything should knock on wood just improve naturally. But I agree with both of your things, strength defensively as well as finishing at the rim. Um, And just to add one more thing, this isn't really an improvement as much as I'd like to see him continue to carry over the confidence he had in the summer league into the regular season because he, his confidence was on a whole other level. He was like an entirely different player in the summer league than what we saw last season. So if that can continue, With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Or power to him. I love it. Yeah. No, because you didn't, you, I mean, you, you weren't able to really see that. I mean, maybe you could say like the Mavericks game at the end of the season. Yeah. But really, just in even with that team, like it wasn't the same situation in summer league where he could just go in and like, okay, I'm going to take every shot because I'm the best player on the court. Like yeah. he just didn't have that opportunity during the regular season. Um, so to, that that is an improvement, like that mentality, if he, that is an improvement in his mentality, I would say. So if yeah. that can continue, that that's something we would definitely um, like to see. I wish I had more on his defense, Ethan, but I mean, it's really not much because it's not, it's not terrible. Like that there's some times where he got beat that I definitely can remember in my head, but it's like, yeah, most, most rookies yeah. who are 190 pounds are probably going to get beat, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it, it, this ties into the Keldon thing that I've talked about before, you know, and especially with Malachi, who's even younger, I just believe in the Spurs coaching staff to instill good defensive habits in him. Yeah, there are very few rookies that come into the league defensively right adequate like you're like that has to be your specialty coming out of college jeremy sohan is a perfect example that was like his thing but he really didn't have like that many other like everyone's like okay offensively right now not much if at all 
but defensively he's good to go like that's like how it has to be I completely agree. You know, think about Matisse Thibel. Yeah, I mean, that's another one, right? I mean, obviously, I'm not saying Jeremy is the same offensively as Matisse, but yeah, but your point comes across. Yeah, yeah. So, should be a good year for Malachi. I'm I'm excited to see what role he's going to play this season. I'm not going to speculate it on on it because because we don't. We're just going to have to wait and find out. Mm. But and and this is kind of you could echo this with literally everybody on the team. It's kind of what you mentioned a little bit earlier. But I'm just excited to see him with some consistency around him. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Here is, I know that was kind of a little bit of of final thoughts there, but I forgot I did write this down. So I'm going to read it. Please. Malachi showed why he was a projected lottery pick heading into last year's draft. As Ethan and I have mentioned so many times, he improved in an eerily similar fashion to his freshman season at Ohio State. Malachi seems to already have the skills to be a three-level scorer, something he said earlier, and has a solid defensive base that the Spurs can continue to hone. This, This is the thing that I forgot to mention, Ethan, that I wanted to mention in this episode. Malachi might be the next Spurs late first round draft pick combo guard to emerge like a DeJounte or a Derek White. Mm. I'm not saying their games are necessarily the same. I'm just saying that he's a combo guard that the Spurs picked up in the 20s that kind of fell. Like, I mean, even Derek and DeJounte were, were rated higher than where they were picked. Obviously, Malachi was at 20 and they were at 29. But it's it's a similar fashion in a combo guard that the Spurs, you know, yeah. stole in the draft. And now let's see what he ends up becoming. And, and when I thought about that, dude, there were just, there were a lot of I see more comparisons uh, or more similarities with Derek. Obviously, Malachi's different than both of those guys, but I kind of saw like my my brain started running a little bit when I thought about that. I, I see it's going to be Malachi is going to be Malachi in his own way, and I think he might even. Well, I don't know. You never know how things are going to work out. He but he may even have a higher ceiling than both of those guys. Um, but there's just there's a lot of similarities kind of in how they mold them. You know what I'm saying? You kind of see it. I definitely see it. I do want to say though, I think he, they that he has a higher ceiling than both of those guys personally. Yeah, but. yeah, no, for sure. And, and and you know, like when you think about a Derek, obviously he's a more natural playmaker and a defender, where Malachi is more of a, a, a scorer and a shooter. Um, but still, that there's a lot of he's just their little combo guard that they're going to get to mold, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and and they might have messed up a little bit, giving us a little too much talent. Ethan, we'll have to see though. We'll have mm-hmm. to see. <laughs> we will. I tell you what, the matchups between him and Cam Whitmore are going to be pretty interesting. Cam Whitmore. I know who that is. I'm just like, is he is he going to play the two for the Rockets? Well, he's kind of, I don't know if he'll play the two or the three, but he's going to be coming off the bench. And okay. similarly, he Very fell to them. Malachi fell to Okay, us. I'm seeing, you're right. I see what you're saying. And he's a, he was at 22. Was he at 20? I can't remember exactly where he was. I'm pretty sure he was exactly at 20. I'm going to confirm that. Weird fact that I would remember. Um, But yes. I don't even know if their games are even that similar, but I just think it's funny that they're both kind of being kind of similar roles. That's a good point. On rival teams that both fell in the draft. Right. Right. No, no, that's it. That I didn't I didn't think of it that way. But now that you're putting it completely like they will be two. Yeah, I that'll be interesting to watch as the uh, as their years progress, because that could be two you know, teams with young cores kind of getting a steal there. So that will be interesting to watch. It might be like the six man battle of Texas. I don't know. (laughs) It's like the old uh, Manu versus Jason Terry. There you go. Contests. There you go. Did obviously he was on the Mavericks. Yeah. 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 Did 
who am I thinking of? Was there ever like a sixth man? No, I'm, Eric, I'm, Eric Gordon, Lou Williams. Okay, that was later. Monty was that old. was that was later. I was actually just Shane Battier popped in my mind, but that's oh, yeah. that's that's way back. That's before the LeBron days. Did he start though? I think he started. Yeah, I think I think he did. I think you're right. Kyle Person- Lowry started. I was trying to think about that era too. Because like, did Shane Battier? Shane Battier came off the bench with the Heat though, right? Yes. Okay, that's where oh. I got that. That's where I got that confused. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes he started at a small ball four. I think. Right. Occasionally. Yeah. Oh, no. For the it's most far. part, it's a long time ago. For some reason, I was thinking Manu and him with the Rockets. I don't know. I was trying to figure out some other comparison, but it didn't work there, Ethan. Anyways, final thought. Any any final thoughts on Malachi? Extremely excited. Um, I think I had him at what three mm-hmm. uh, as far as my potential. Yes. Yeah. So I'm obviously very high on him. I think this is going to be a big season for him. I'm really excited, Ethan. I'm really excited. There's a reason that the NBA is actually giving some some love, to, or not the NBA, excuse me. ESPN yeah. is giving is giving some love to to him and and Jeremy because even with Wembenyama on the team, like for them to recognize that after last year is saying something because you could you could maybe go back throughout the years and you could say maybe Keldon should have been on that list when it came out. And I don't know, maybe he was, but I think y'all get the point. We don't always get the recognition and, and the national types are seeing it. So that means it's for real. If you like the content, don't forget to hit the like button and the subscribe button below. And if you want to stay updated with the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at SSPN on YT, at Jude McLaren and at Ethan underscore Quintero. Tell us what you guys think about Malachi's upcoming sophomore season in the comments below and we'll catch y'all in the next one.